Heavenly Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts would be pleasing to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So for those of you that uh, are not subscribed to the parish uh, communications, or maybe you don't check your email on Fridays, uh, sent out some pretty big news on Friday afternoon and uh, thought that it would be really fitting and appropriate for me to take this time um, to share uh, more, more tone, texture than you could ever put in writing with you uh, as we just turned and faced the center of the, con- the center aisle here. Uh, there's a number of reasons we do that, one of which what happens is we're reminding each other that the way we really come to know the gospel is by looking into the eyes of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, that it's in walking together and in growing together that, that we walk deeper uh, into community with the Lord. And uh, that's absolutely been true for me, given the role that I've had. But I've got some news to share this morning. Um, For the last eight years, Jennifer and I have served this community, Church of the Resurrection, in this region, Denton County, Uh, her as the primary care pediatrician, and me as the rector, not the, there's more than one, as a uh, pediatrician in the county, and me as the rector here at Church of the Resurrection And uh, what we've discovered, it took us eight years to really own this, but that any one of these, either one of these, would be enough weight and responsibility for our young family, but that both of them at the same time under the same roof is really not sustainable for us. And so my last Sunday with you as rector will be Sunday, October 30th. We believe that the Lord's asking me to step away for a season from leadership in a local parish. So I'm not moving to another parish to be a rector or even on staff, um, but being called into something different in this next season. Uh, I do need to say a couple things. Um, Our bishop and leadership council have been incredibly supportive during this time. In fact, uh, Jen moved to a different job entirely, left private practice last year, and moved to a totally different role to try to make some adjustments. And in consultation with our bishop and with our council, I made some adjustments to my schedule. And what we discovered six, seven months in is that we're not in need of just more hours in the day. We really need to enter into a different season as a family, that it's not just needing more work hours, but something deeper Uh, is needed. Um, You knew that I was going to give you three points though, right? So I want to talk about three gifts as a way of sharing more about this decision. I want to talk about the gift of my family. I want to talk about the gift of this church. And then if you'll allow me to meddle a little bit, I'm going to talk about the gift of change. Okay, so first I want to talk about the gift of my family. Um, And some of you, uh, you come second the gift of my church family comes second. So right now I'm talking about the three people that are out here that are uh, whose lives are closely linked with mine, shall we say. Um, the gift of my family. Uh, I did mention this in my letter, if those of you that read it, that resignations often come when people are unhappy or something's deeply off. And in contrast, uh, we're in a great place relationally with one another as a family, as a married couple, Uh, We're in a great place relationally with you. There's not some other story that you're not being told. Uh, We're actually doing quite well relationally, but it's time for us to enter into a different season, and uh, it includes me stepping away from parish leadership. And some of you will wonder, gosh, you did this for eight years. 
Can't you just keep putting one foot in front of the next? I mean, why make a change now? Eight years is a long time. Uh, That's actually part of the problem is that Jennifer and I both have a real deep sense of responsibility. Uh, If you've been close to us, either one of us these last eight years, you know that we care deeply about the people that we love and serve. Uh, You would hope that people wouldn't become pastors or pediatricians if they didn't love people. Uh, We love people. We love you. We have a deep sense of responsibility, but that strength can also be our kryptonite. That commitment to loving and serving others can cause us at times to keep a pace that's not really human, that's not really restful. And so we're beginning to accept our own limitations as we make this decision, Um, accepting that we're human. And those of you that really know me, I, I'm not joking. Sometimes we, we pastors are the worst at, at not living at a restful pace. Uh, Thomas Merton, who I've just found a lot of joy in reading these last few months, uh, says really succinctly, we have to slow down to a human pace or a human tempo. And once we do, we begin to have time to listen, to listen to God and one another. Uh, for those of you who have raised children, and sent them off from your home, you know what a gift these first 18 or so years can be to a family. And some of you have shared that with me. And our priority in this next season is still going to be our own walk with the Lord, that he comes first. But what has happened in our home is that Tucker and Emery have really borne uh, the brunt of the pace that we've been living. And we intend to change that. Uh, They've had to experience this kind of inhuman tempo in our household, and we feel called to make an adjustment, to be more present, to have time to listen and to love one another more deeply. Um, Some of you may end up saying, gosh, there's got to be a backstory he's not telling us. That's the story. Uh, Talk to myself, talk to anybody who's close to us. That's the reality, is we're being called into this next season. And we plan to stay here in North Texas. We hope to stay relationally connected to you as a church. One of the beauties of of our life together as Anglicans is you're not a Lone Ranger Island church and neither am I. We're still uh, threaded and wedded together in a diocese in Providence. Um, Jen, as I said, has already moved to a new position. Uh, She's in a hospitalist position taking care of healthy newborn babies and mommies in Fort Worth. And that's quite a change from what she was doing. So she'll be doing that. I am being called to step away. I don't know. It's like he thinks he's Lord or something, that he can command us to do something and not tell us what's next. I don't know what I am supposed to do next. I do intend to continue working. We're not going to be idle. We're going to continue serving and loving others. It's not entirely clear what I'm to do next. And so I ask for your prayers Um, I I need your prayers and support. Uh, I shared a funny little Hebrew word. I'd love for you to know it. Shmita. Shmita. You know the word Sabbath. We've we've sort of Christianized that Hebrew word, Sabbath, uh, a rest every seventh day. But Shmita was the practice of actually letting the land rest every seventh year. And the idea was, this is like foreign to our culture here in North America, The idea was you can't keep tilling and working and planting and sowing and reaping at the same pace year after year after year. There comes a point in time where you actually have to let the land 
lie fallow. Don't do anything to it. And God in his providence will naturally replenish and restore what needs to happen in that soil. That's the season we're being called into. Uh, The gift of my family is something so precious and we feel called to pay attention to it in a new way. Now, I will say our commitment to our vision of being a rooted, restful, relational community is, is undergirding this decision. It's actually our commitment to that, to embodying that, that's leading us uh, to take this action. So uh, the gift of my family. Secondly, the gift of this church, of you, Church of the Resurrection. Um, As you get uh, to chatting with myself and Jen or my family, uh, you'll know that our hearts sort of posture towards you as one of love. We love you and we have been well loved by you. We feel that way. Uh, My hope and prayer is that pastors... Um, get to experience a church that loves and supports them the way that you have. Uh, especially these last several years, I've just, I feel like I've been so well supported by you, and it means so much to me and my family. Part of the beauty of being Anglican is that we're, we're not an island, that we're connected to a larger whole. And uh, we have a, a diocese, we have a province that is going to be incredibly supportive of this church during this time of transition. Uh, we've been intentional about this. We have a staff that's going to be an incredible blessing to this place. Father David, Dean, Cindy, Candace, Jared, Clancy, they, they will be a blessing to you during this time and onward. Um, I'm not blowing smoke. I actually really believe that the best days are ahead of Church of the Resurrection. Unlike many churches across our nation, we somehow came through the crucible of the last two years stronger. Uh, some of you have only met us in the last two years, and so you don't, you don't know the, the story prior. It wasn't all bad. I don't mean that. But we've somehow come through the crucible of the pandemic, a stronger community. And those of you who are in this profession may not know, that's really not normal across our country. Most churches have experienced deep divisions, deep breakups, um, It's just amazing to see how we've come through it. An incredible council that's committed to the vision and mission. Most importantly, men and women who are on their knees that want to pursue God's mission for this this place, uh, this this region. Um, I'm excited about the days ahead, even though I know the Lord's asking me to let go and to step away. Obviously, the rector or senior pastor of a church is a pretty important leadership position. Uh, But we believe as God's people that we're to be the kind of church that's equipping all the saints for ministry. That we have, if we want to say, hey, what is Church of the Resurrection being called to be and do in Denton County? It doesn't rise and fall on one person. And you know that and I know that. And yet the demands of the office are such that for a season, we're being called to step away. Later on in the service during the announcement time, Jeremy Hansen from our leadership council will say a few more details about our transition plan. Um, But uh, let me end this second section of the gift of Church of the Resurrection by just saying, you are a gift to me, to my family. You've been a gift. I believe you're being called to continue to be a gift and presence here in Denton County in the months and years ahead. Lastly, now I'm going to meddle a little bit, but I'm not just meddling in your business. Uh, Change and transition is coming for my family 
and you. And so I want to say a few words about the gift of change, the gift of transition. Um, Some of you might begin to treat me as a lame duck today. (laughs) That could happen. Uh, But if you allow me as a friend, as a pastor, to say a few words about the gift of change and transition. Most of us don't see change and transition as a gift. Um, If you go back to the the old Exodus narrative, you have every lesson you could ever want to observe and learn from what happens to a human community, human beings, when we undergo change and transition, uh, we don't tend to do well with it. Um, You know, 40 years of wandering around and grumbling and pointing fingers at each other and looking at Moses and kind of wagging the finger at Moses, it's not, it was not our best moment uh, when we look back on that, that time. Transitions can be difficult. Change can be difficult, but they're, they're a part of life. We all know this. As we grow and mature, sometimes the changes are negative. Um, we've undergone a lot of those changes over the last couple of years. Uh, sometimes those changes are positive. Uh, the birth of a new baby or grandbaby, that's a very positive thing, and yet it's incredibly disruptive. It, it's incredibly life-altering even though it's positive. What, what tends to happen when change and transition comes is our, our worrier tends to ramp up. We begin to get a little more anxious, a little more fearful. How will this work out? Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, what will come next? And what we look at when we see God's guidance to his people, both in the Old and New Covenant, is that change and transition actually becomes an invitation to draw closer to him. He actually told the people of God in the, in the Exodus narrative that the whole goal wasn't the promised land, but that, that you would be my people, he said to them, and that then I would be your God, and that he would dwell with them, that he would be present to them. What happens in this in-between space, this something's changed, but we're not yet where we think we're being called, this neutral zone, I'm a tennis player, this is charging the net, and you're at the, you're at the service line. It's the neutral zone. It's a very vulnerable place to be in the middle of change and transition. And how, how you lean into the Lord in that space is everything. It's true for me and my family as we enter into new territory together. This change, this transition for us or for you, all of, all of life can present changes that can become unbearable if we don't recognize the invitation. Some of you will remember this because you came in after the sermon, I think it might have been a year ago, we were about a year ago, we were in this space, and I shared how three, three or four years ago, I was undergoing a significant amount of anxiety for the first time in my life. Uh, like, like, whoa, that's different. Where, what, where, what is that? Where is that coming from? Met with a coach, spiritual director, and he said, well, what is it? What, what's causing you this? And I couldn't put my finger on it. He says, yeah, that's pretty common with anxiety. It's fear without a face. It's anticipating something uh, that, that we're not quite able to, to nail it down. And I remember him asking me, have you talked to Jesus about this? And I thought, why would you ask me that? Of course I haven't talked to Jesus about this yet. I meant for that to be funny. Uh, It was an invitation, a gracious invitation to say, he's in the boat with you in this transition. You can wake him up, even if he seems like he's asleep. Talk to him about it. Be present to the Lord. 
we began to work through that together. And I, I ended up being given this little gift of this three-phrase prayer that just became the repetitive prayer of the last three years. God, you know what we need. This was a prayer for me and for my family. You care about what we need and you will provide what we need. This became a prayer of trust, of hope, of knowing that even though we were in this in-between space of not knowing what needed to happen, we knew three years ago prior to COVID, we knew something needed to change and we weren't quite sure what it was and we needed the Lord to show us. But leaning on him in that space was the gift of the change, was him saying, Ryan, trust me. And I believe that's the invitation to every child of God when we go through is we're being invited, just like the people of God that left Egypt, to draw near to him, to trust his provision, to trust his heart, that he cares. He's not, it's not just that he knows, he cares about it. And he has the power to provide exactly what we need. Our trust in the Lord during times of transition are put to the test. And I found great uh, help and encouragement from leaning on him and beginning to realize that not only does he know, but he cares and he has the power to provide. I hear that in Jesus's words in our gospel reading in John 15, being called to abide, to stay connected to, to stay tethered to his presence. Um, I got to tell you, I've never left a community that I've served for almost a decade. Uh, I hope that it's a little clunky over the next few months because I don't think it's supposed to be slick and easy and uh, without its bumps. Uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal when you, as a follower of Jesus, feel called to be a part of a faith community. You, you're called to be rooted. We take that very seriously. And so when there's a, a change in that, that, that's a big deal. And so over the next few months, between now and the end of October, it may be a little bit clunky, and that's okay, that's normal. Uh, for those of you on the Israel trip, we are going to Israel in November together. And for those of you who are not signed up, we have spaces available. Would you please come with us? But you need to talk to Cindy like today. She's back there. Uh, talk to Cindy today. We want you to come with us. It's going to be an incredible trip. The gift of my family, the gift of this church community, and the gift of transition and change. Look, the early church, they really had to be forced out. Acts 1.8 has been memorialized, I can't talk. Um, but Acts 1.8, you will be my witnesses from Jerusalem to Judea to the uttermost parts of the earth. That sounds great. We're gonna sort of stay right here and, and be nice and cozy. They had to be forced out. We as his children often are, are forced into seasons of change and transition. We rarely choose it, but he's with us and he invites us to embrace this time as a time of gift, of drawing near to him. Um, I shared this in my letter. I, we're gonna sing it during our time of communion. Uh, there's an old hymn written by Isaac Watts in the 1700s. For me, it's been as relevant as ever in the last two and a half years or so of what we've been through as a community, as a society. Um, it's, it's real simple. My shepherd will supply my need. And I wanna invite you, not just this morning, but during this time of change and transition, would you lean into this with us? My shepherd will supply my, name, my need. Jehovah is his name. It's a reflection on Psalm 23. In pastures fresh, he makes me feed beside the living stream. He brings my wandering spirit back when I forsake his way. And he leads me for his mercy's sake 
in paths of truth and grace. Uh, you've been a gift, Church of the Resurrection, and I ask for your prayers and support as we navigate this time of change and transition together. Would you pray with me now? Heavenly Father, we are uh, your children, and you take great delight in not only caring for our needs, but in providing for them. And so, Lord, um, whatever it is that's going on in each one of our lives, we pray, Lord, that we would lean into you while you may be found, that we would call on you as you've encouraged us this morning in your word, that we would reach out to you, as Isaiah 55 says, and that we would find true rest when we seek your face. We ask this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.